0: And now,
1: weighing in, out of the blue
0: corner, Josh, the Pong,
1: Thompson, 100%, and on the other mic, he weighs in in. from the red corner, Big Sean McCarthy.
2: All right, here we go. You know, it takes time to do things and do them right, and you're going to fail so many times, but if you fail enough, you will succeed, and that is exactly what we are doing with the Weighing In podcast here once again we are a huge success, Joshua Thompson, because you know what? We're fucking fun. Great
1: success, great success. Yes, yes, great, great, great success. success. Yes, the crowd goes crazy because I know you guys all like to hear me that in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: yeah, they, they don't like that. And
1: then we, and, and then we, and then we uh, announce Dave. Boo, boo! You guys love that. I know you guys do. I love it. I love it too. It's fun. It's absolutely. So what's
2: happening, man? You know what? We have a. Huge day tomorrow with Super Bowl, but that's
1: the only thing I am really give a shit about right now. Go, Chiefs, baby. Let's go.
2: That's my Tom, team. Tom Brady. Jeez, I you know what? Come I, I was all for I was all for Tom Brady and just the legend doing things. And then Frankie Edgar got knocked out. And uh, my, my heart's broken. And I yeah. think the same thing's gonna happen to Tom Brady. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. I
1: have some I have some friends that we have worked with formerly, and I've also got some other friends that play in the league, and they're like, Yeah, just Mahomes right now is just on a different level. Not it so is. much, it's not even so much that is that the team itself has they've meshed together so well. The Chiefs, you have Hill, you got Kelsey, you got Hardman, you got all these guys. The one thing, like I've said all week, because his Fisher tore his uh, Achilles last week and or two weeks ago, and he's out. Next and man so, up, baby, yeah. next man up. Yeah, but this is a big game to have the next man up. And they, <laughs> yeah, then you think the, it is? <laughs> the Bucks D is fucked. They're good, man. They're good. Did yeah. you hear how many cameras they are going to have at this Super Bowl? Usually, like what? 400 something, I think.
2: No, 400. Yeah. On, on the game, on the field, 122 cameras. Oh, maybe holy, Holy Jesus. How does the director do it? How do they have a truck with enough frickin'? You've got to you've show have
1: two executive producers probably oh in each my truck. God. One in each truck or something like that. I mean, uh, hey, it makes me appreciate the guys like Nordy and Sarno and Fish a lot more. The guys that work And Rick, time. don't and forget Rick, Rick. And Rick and Stu and Stu. There you go. Lance and every, you know, and all the other guys that are in the truck. That's it. Oh uh, man. But um, a
2: good night, a good night, actually, with the UFC. There, there was some good fights. There was the knockout of Frankie, and like I said, it broke my heart. Yeah, Yeah, Not not that I'm wishing anything bad for Corey Sanhagen, and he has proven that, man, he is, he learned from his loss. He learned from that loss with Aljo. He's changed what he's doing. He is coming out and controlling fights, and I do believe I thought the same thing that uh, Dominic Cruz, and how often do I agree with Dominic? (laughs) No, I'm, I'm just kidding. All the time, actually, but he was, the movement, he was drawing Frankie into areas, getting him to square up, and that's when he threw that knee, and he he just, he made that happen. He pulled Frankie into him. He knows Frankie has to come into him. He knows Frankie has to close the distance, and when he takes that step outside and he sees him drawn up, he comes straight up with that knee up the middle, and it just connected. Frankie put his head down, which is, it's like one of those things where it's just an instinct. You naturally just take, and you're going to duck it down, It just landed,
1: you know, right on the chin, and that was it. John, I texted you as soon as that. My heart was broken, man. oh dude, I was like, I just—it's. I love Frank. Frank, Frankie's like one of my—I would say probably the closest friend I have in all in this whole sport. You know, I mean, outside of the guys that I've trained. Outside of the guys oh I've trained with, okay, yeah, all right. Outside okay. of the guys I've trained with, oh, you, you said
2: you can't tell me
1: that. No, but he's Tre- just, there's a guy named Trevor Prank. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about outside that, that <laughs> okay. guy. Yeah, that guy's one. of He is my best friend. Yeah. but right. they, it's just, and he's the guy. You know, when you have friends that you can, you haven't talked to in six months, you can text him, "What's up, buddy?" And like you just, you guys get on a little rant back and forth. He, Trevor's that guy. Yeah. Uh, with Frankie, it's just, it's hard. It's, it, I think. I'm not I'm not talking retirement, but I mean you've got to start thinking like, okay, this you're thinking you're you gotta take some time off. Give me a good five, six months off. Okay. Let's find out where you fall in the rankings, you know, into this position where you end up. And then let's talk about those guys. So if we pull up the rankings here, John, because you now you can see them. I can see
2: something. I actually have rankings. This I, is
1: awesome. I need glasses. I can't see shit. <laughs> it's like small, small writing. I got a 60-inch <laughs> TV in here. I can't see it, any of it. Uh. Uh, I mean, so Frankie's going to probably drop down below. Uh, I think he'll probably end up right around Aldo. Maybe past he'll, Aldo. He'll, because He'll be Al- below Aldo. He'll be below Aldo. I mean, we yep. got Marlon Moraes, which the two of them were teammates for years, mm-hmm. so I doubt they would probably want to fight each other. He's already they're fought not. Pedro. Yep. I mean, I could I could maybe see them him having and Jimmy, him Rivera. Fight. Jimmy Rivera might be a good fight. You know, yep. both of them are short, stocky. You know, I mean, more Rivera stocky, but you know, um, I could see that fight happening. I mean, honestly, we said this already. I want to see him and Dom. That's ah. the fight I want to see. Yeah, they're they're doing this whole Legends fight. You know, like uh, what Diego and um. Who's Diego fight? Cowboy, Diego and yeah. Cowboy got announced. That fight happened. I want to see. I want to see these guys that are a little bit older start. Fighting. You know, you saw tonight. You saw Clay Guida, Michael Johnson. Not that Michael Johnson's super old, but the no. But it was were, a good fight. It was a great fight. You know,
2: you goddamn man, Clay Guida is just he's incredible. Yeah, that guy is just does not stop. He got hit with some big shots yeah, in that fight. Did. Yeah, he got rocks and a couple he, times. Yeah, but he, you know what? Just pulled things out like he always does. Dives in for the legs, creates problems, creates situations where you have to stop hitting him because you have to defend. You know, the, the guy is a—he's uh, remarkable. Just yeah. a remarkable fighter, remarkable individual in the way that his career has gone. Because, you know what, 56 fights. Yeah. 56 fights. And all of them are grueling. Yeah. Every one of them. He doesn't have an easy one.
1: So, I, I want to take credit for Clay Guida's career. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> I'm going to take credit for Clay Guida's career. Clay Guida, if you're listening to this, you fucking owe me. You owe me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you are successful because uh, of me, buddy. Now, um, if you guys don't know the story, let me give you guys the backstory on this. Um, they called him to fight me for the very first strike force ever inside the SA. It was the Hewlett Packard Arena at the time, HP Arena. and uh, And he beat me. And lightweight that, title. that launched his career into then he lost to Gill next. And yep. then uh then the and then basically Strike Force didn't re-sign him. And so he ended up and UFC picked him up right after that. And he ever since then. I think he think he's got like what thirty-three fights, they said tonight. He's got thirty thirty something fights Sorry. now in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. J- I'm absolutely amazing fighter. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So yeah, you, you you go down the list of people that he's
2: been in there with who oh. he's gotten wins against. God. I mean he's uh, people don't remember he's got a win over RDA I remember that Jesus you no know, he's got he had so many fights where it was no. just razor thin that he would always tend to lose a decision no. on too
1: we well, got. Yeah, think. But look. I'm, the... I'm looking at you. We're looking at his list right now. He beat RDA. He beat can... Takanori Gomi. He see Anthony Pettis. I know you can see it. Yeah, <laughs> and, I got it now. You know he beat Kalajiri. He beat uh, Peralta. He beat Joe go Lozon. Yeah, B J Penn. B J Penn. Like if you scroll scroll down more, let's go back down. Okay. down. yeah, back down that way. I mean, he All beat right. he uh, he beat Nate Diaz. Yeah, I, I didn't even remember that one. Mac Danzig. Mack, remember he was tough, man. Mac came and trained at AKA with us for a little bit. Mac he Danzig was, was a good fighter, man. You talk about a guy that was a
2: fantastic coach. Yes, Mac Danzig was awesome, super smart, super, just very calm. Put out information. When I would be refereeing, I would listen to Mac Danzig in the corner, and I'd be thinking that is the exact
1: perfect what this guy needs to do. Yeah. And I would sit there and actually listen to him because it was so good. He's yeah. great. Yeah, it was good. good. He came and trained with us for a little bit at AK uh, when Gray first came because him and Gray were pretty good friends. Yeah. Um, back to Frankie. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, he. Sanhagen didn't even need to jump. The situation, like he's he's just so much taller. That's, Frankie's not okay, a that's tall just guy. Wrong. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, it's true though. He didn't really <laughs> yeah. need to even jump. The knee collect, connected perfectly. But Frankie's oh. had an issue with uppercuts. He's at a yeah. with, with uh, Brian. I think Korean zombie hit him with the uppercut as well and then finished him off with with uh, some more punches. Or maybe hit him with the right hand and then finished him off with the uppercut. But I think the height is definitely an issue. He's what? Let me look up here. He's 5'6". With Sanhagen's 5'11". Brought the knee right up the middle. Perfectly perfectly timed. Great stuff. But I talked about Frankie in, in the last show when he had fought um, last time about how the speed is starting to to slow down a little bit his yeah. movement and everything like that i don't think he should retire he's still in the top 10 i think he should i think he should fucking All ride right. it out but i think okay. he needs okay. to let take me, some time okay the man let me off. ask
2: you this 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 is the whole point yeah, he definitely needs time off from that yeah. knockout that knockout was serious you could tell by what happened with his body when he was you know when we say he went stiff he's posturing that's a bad thing that means that his brain short circuited in a in a bad way. He definitely has con- he's gonna have to go through concussion protocols and things like that because he has one. But why is he fighting now still? There's only there's only there's two things. Two. Yeah. Money time. and ego. Money and title. No. Well, that's the reasons you should fight. Yeah. But now he's not fighting for a title anymore. No. He's not gonna get that title shot. He's uh he's not in a position where that's even in the in the thought process with his name right now especially off of this loss so you look and you go okay so why are you fighting he's got a lot of things outside of the fight game yeah you know some of it's attached to the fight game but he's got a lot of things outside of him fighting now he's a competitor and that's going to be the worst thing he's got to find that thing that he can compete in even if it's not physically you know sometimes it's you know other ways but yeah i I would like to see him go out on a win i can understand why he would want to do that and that's fine but when you're looking at saying you know he can still compete he's in the top 10 yeah money and that's all he's fighting for now because he's not fighting for titles so it's more of well if you're going to continue it's more about ego then and that's always
1: a bad ending yeah for me look 39 that was that was when i just decided it was time to give it up it's just that time you know i got i mean you could say i got headbutted i got knocked out but i those those are things that just happen like once you realize like that's what it's like frankie we had seen for gent for years for what 10 15 years take shots like that shake them off and keep coming he went stiff tonight and that's scary to me man especially seeing your friend like that you're like and what I really appreciated the most was at the end when Corey Sanhagen said, that's Frankie Edgar. He's like, I'm not trying to celebrate this win. Uh, I fucking just about, I just, i a Corey fan. Sanhagen fucking yeah. I'm a jock writer now on Corey Sanhagen. I know. I'm I appreciate way. you, man. I appreciate what you said. I appreciate, I appreciate you, you being class. Exactly. To me, that was, that you won me over as someone that I definitely am going to buy every pay-per-view you're ever on now, you know, and uh, it means a lot to when, when, when young athletes like that start treating older athletes that have, have helped pave the way or helped support the way that they've done that they've grown into this sport it means a lot to me and uh, that's I think it was phenomenal that Corey said that he specifically said that out he went out of his way to say that to DC in the interview and uh, as far as Frankie goes, I think he just takes five six months off enjoy some time with his family. He's got a beautiful family his wife and then his you know his kids absolutely amazing just spend some time man just spend some time and um you know and then regroup and see where you're at i and i think that the rankings will change a little bit during that process some of them will fight some of them will lose some of them will win but i think the jimmy rivera fight is a good fight for him you know uh, a sun out but i really want to see the dominic Cruz fight so yeah i i look at you know there's
2: two guys that i think match up in a very interesting way with dom and that would be Frankie being one and Aldo being the other. Yeah. You know, I think those are great fights. They're fun fights. They're legendary fights because yeah. all of them have been champion. I know that, that's what, you know, sometimes it's, it's more than about the title. It's you bring those types of fights together. I don't care how old they are. Yeah. I don't care, you know, how many losses they have in their last, you know, five fights. It doesn't matter to me. I want to see those guys matched up.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Because it would just be a fun fight. We know what they both have left in the tank, all of them, you know? And let's let's just let them get after it, you know? We haven't yeah. been able to see those guys fight. They're now all in the same weight class. Let's watch it happen, you know? I mean, I don't want to see Frankie and Aldo again. I've seen it enough. But I want to see Dom and yeah. Aldo. And I want to see Dom and uh, and Frankie. That, to me, is a, yep. those are fun fights, man. I mean, just for me, that's a nostalgic thing for me. I want to just see... These guys get after it. And I think that's a fight. As far as Corey Sanhagen goes, I respect you. I love the fact that you said what you said. Um, but your performance night, I couldn't get a lot out of it other than the fact that your timing and your your setups and your move, your movement is, is, is on point. And I'm gonna drop a little story real quick because I was training somebody just a couple nights ago with uh Kyle Driscoll. And uh I'm assuming that he trained he's at elevation, which is what he's still out there, right? Sanhagen. Yep. Yep. And he said Driscoll said, like when I before I came to AK. I went out to uh, elevation. He's like, and I was sparring with Corey Sanhagen. He's like, and, and Kyle Driscoll is about 155 pounds. He, he walks around about 170 now. But back then he was about, he was a 45 pounder, but he, he fought it. You know, he walked around about 62, 64. He's like, I spar with this little skinny twig guy. He's like, he fucking pieced me up. <laughs> I started laughing. <laughs> I, was, I was like, who is this guy? He's like Corey Sanhagen. And he so he's <laughs> he just telling me this two nights ago. He's like, this guy was fucking so good. He just touched me here, touched me there. He fucking pieced me up all over the place. And I'm just laughing in my mind. I'm like, oh, man. I'm laughing at the same time I'm crying because I'm like, he's fighting Frank in a couple of nights. I know. So, that's it. You go, but oh. But yeah, I thought, I I can't believe he's 5'11 and makes 135. I think he's taller than 5'11. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's
2: insane, yeah. man.
1: But you he know, doesn't.
2: Dave, pull up the pull up the weigh in photo of Frankie and Corey Sanhagen. He's
1: five can. inches taller than Frankie. Is what it says. <laughs> yeah. Is what it says.
2: That's what it says. At 5'6 to five eleven. Yeah. Take a look at the photo if you can. You look at the photo, you go, he's about a foot
1: taller. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, he's. Dude, he's, a, he's a good. He's a good six to eight inches. A taller good. Than si- yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like holy. If God. Frankie looks straight, he's looking at his chin. So, however tall Sanhagen's head is yeah there yeah. you go yeah frankie's uh. head goes to his knee or to his nose the bottom of his nose if he looks down so if you say from the bottom of his nose to so the top of his head five six <laughs> inches that's crazy man Um, uh, but i thought it was a good performance obviously it was a good performance uh 29 28 seconds 29 seconds is hard to get a good read on whether he was going to perform well the whole fight but he didn't need to he had a good did a great yeah. job his movement like i um i will give uh commentary team a little pat on the back and uh, clap and stuff and they actually said some good things in terms of he is kind of drawing him in he's like coming forward going back coming forward going back you know and then moving and circling off i mean he knew that once frankie started coming forward that frankie would try to close the distance by jumping in and when he did that he would throw the strike and probably lean to the leg perfect timing great job yep yeah
2: you know and it's i look at you know this we were kind of talking about it before but that loss to Aljo. His his next two fights, one against Marlon Moraes and now against Frankie, both of them he started off fast. Where every time I kind of watched him in the past, he always kind of started off a little slow, mm-hmm. you know, kind of kind of just you know took his time and waited and saw what his opponent was doing, and then built as you know the second and third round came in. If that if he uh, hadn't gotten rid of him, but really uh, what I'm seeing is he's taking every second of the fight, and he's utilizing it he might not be throwing during it but he's doing things to make his opponent come a certain way to see what he's going to do when he if he takes a step off here he's looking to see how's his opponent going to take the step so the next time he can do something with an attack or a counter and so i just look at the way that he's doing things now and again like you said 20 some seconds it's yeah. uh you can't say a whole lot about well he looked really good compared to his <laughs> you can get out of there in 20-some seconds, my hat's off
1: to you. It's yeah. a great
2: performance. Congratulations, Corey.
1: You will get paid by the minute. Nope. <laughs> I've said that over and over. You don't get paid by the minute. Get him out of there. Um, pull up the rest of the fight card. Let's go down to the bottom. We'll work our way back up since we just jumped right on the Frankie one. Do it. Um, the one that this, uh, I don't even know how to say his name, Wu Choi, he beat uh, Zalal. Oh, yeah. Yusef yeah. Zalal. He's yeah. fucking good. Yeah, he's fun to watch. He was, I thought, I I didn't expect him to have such a performance tonight. I had seen him fight before. I wasn't, like, overly impressed. I can't remember who he it, fought. But Zalal's good. He is. And that's what was Zilal's impressive a, to me, that, yeah. that Troy was able to dictate everywhere the fight went. He just controlled <laughs> the top position. He controlled the feet, the long jab. He was He was doing everything he wanted. And Zalal had no answer for the reach and the range. That long right hand that Troy was throwing, I was like, oh, shit. He was catching him on, on the on the output for young yeah. fighters if you guys if you guys go back and watch that fight for you young fighters you have to sometimes force yourself because i'm going to get into the to the cape fight also later i'm going to talk to you about that for you <laughs> young fighters when you guys are watching you guys watch choy you guys got to consider there was fight there was there was combinations he threw the first punch and the second punch didn't land he forced himself to throw the third and it landed there's times where people just get caught up in like, let me just throw one, two, because they one don't want to get hit like Cape later in the card. He didn't want to get hit at all. Like not even just a tiny bit like graze me. He wanted to hit and throw and get out. And I understand, but sometimes you got to get into that mix because that second and third shot and sometimes the fourth could end the fight. And Cape never took that chance where Choi was. He was throwing three, sometimes four, even when the first two didn't land. It's in your mind, if you miss one and two, sometimes it's easy just to cover up and move out of position. He didn't do that. And I thought it was a great job. He threw the three and almost every time the three landed. And when the three landed, he'd throw the four. I, I thought he did a great job. He He even got the takedown later in the fight. He had some good stuff. I was very impressed. And I think it was fun to watch. He, he had that
2: fight. Uh, God, I want to say it was against Eveloff, the guy that just fought, uh, I want to say on the last show. Ooh, mm-hmm. That guy's good. Yeah, and he had that fight in Russia against him. And that was the first time I remember seeing him fight. I was like, "Damn, that guy's good." Yeah, because because is a stud, and uh, he's gonna be he's he's gonna get better and better as time goes on. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun to watch him.
1: Pull up the rest of the card.
0: Oh shit! I just clicked away from it. Come, Come on. A oh, I did. <laughs> Jesus
1: an amateur hour around here (laughs) oh yeah the rest of the card. so let's go and then the other the person the other person that impressed me was rosa is it hosa because they kept saying hosa it's hosa yeah anyways she she cut her lip bad in that second round it just looked like a faucet coming out of her head and i the best part was when they came out for the third round she spit the blood out i was like god that's so attractive <laughs> i was like <laughs> yeah, like in one fair swoop i was like damn that's hot i lo- I, I don't know what it is she like just went <clears throat> and spit the blood out i was like damn that was pretty cool i was like you're dope you're awesome so, i just and go all right yeah. savage yeah she She's she just the savage she had the answer for everything uh, tonight and she was just Getting off and on top and take the, it was she was impressive. I was very impressed, but I was more impressed with the fact that she was such a savage. So I wanted, yes, I wanted, it, to, ta- I wanted to talk about her a little bit just to give her a little. Well, bit you, of you,
2: you like you like when someone, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, I got hit. Yeah, I got a cut. Doesn't yeah. matter.
1: You know, yeah, that's that's the way to handle it. Well, the leg kicks were that she was throwing was helping set up. She was tearing up Edwards's legs, and then that made it easier for her to get the takedowns. And then she she controlled the top position real well. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's stuff.
2: uh, there was some good fights, you know, early on. A lot of them went to decision, but you know, I thought that overall the fights were, they were, some of them were really good. Yeah. There was the I, I was impressed with uh, Danilo Marquez's uh, performance against Mike Rodriguez. Yeah, you know, Mike Rodriguez is good on the ground. He just ate him up, just ate him up. You know, you and know when he got the choke, it was it was well done you know he's going for it you see rodriguez trying to hold on switches the arm across and even though he was pulling with the one goes to palm to palm gets the gets him to go to sleep it was a nice job
1: yeah i was uh, i was more impressed with uh, the dariush fight dariush looked that good that fight was freaking tough awesome that was a great fight That was a great fight <laughs> i was like holy shit these guys are winging it when we talked on Wednesday, I was like, "Yeah, Darius so tall, so long. He's not tall and long. He just fights long." I, I was, I was thinking that he was a lot taller than he was. He's five ten. He's like my height. I'm a little bit, probably a little bit taller. I'm just am <laughs> but I'm not probably. Um, but he's he's five ten, but he fights so long. Like he leaves himself out of position all the time. Oh, and, and, things and he leaves up, his
2: chin out there. Time. Yes, like,
1: he just. God damn! And so when he was fighting, I was like, "Oh man!" Like he leaves himself out so out of position so much that um fear was able to um to touch him with some good combinations but it just it wasn't enough I he just neither one of them it was it was just a great fight it was so back and forth i did you, you I got, think it was it was 30 27 for Derek. on one card on, on one card God. correct yeah
2: on one card it and was then it was 30-27. a split though
1: right on the other yeah, yeah i, that I think that uh decision.
2: yeah it was um one judge went with Faha and then the two went with Darius. Yeah. You, I didn't think it i just no, score. Dariush won the fight.
1: But 30-27 uh, or 29-28? No, I, I had a twenty-eight. 28. Yeah, yeah, I had a 28. 29, 28. His
0: decision right there.
1: Yeah, I had a twenty-nine-28. Yeah, so did I. But it was um when you look at it, well, all the judges had
2: a twenty-nine-28, just one had it reversed. Yeah. For Faheya. But it, when you're looking at it, there was moments that, you know, the first round is one, it's pretty tough because Dariush landed two shots. He landed a punch that hurt Faheya and that knee, knee. To, the, to the body and the ribs. Oh, it hurt him bad. Yeah. But then at the end of the round, Fahea came on and actually he hurt Darius. He yeah. had him in a little bit of trouble. And, you know, the, the one judge that was the one that gave the fight to Faheya, he gave that round to Diego, where the other, other ones remembered what actually occurred in the beginning of the fight and the trouble that Diego was in. So, you know, it's tough. You know, Five minutes is a long time to remember everything, and you're trying to put that money in the bank as you're going so you know exactly where you're at. But you know, it was a great performance by both, but it's really funny. You know, it really reminded me, you know, Neil landed a lot of shots, yeah. and Diego did not mark up at all. Yeah, I know. And he looked like he got hit with a truck at the end of it. And you're going, that's the guy that won. Okay, yeah. I got it. You know, but he did. He did win the fight. But I thought it was a great fight. They were both back and forth.
1: Both of them getting after it. Uh, like I was yep. saying, Fed just has that. I feel like he's just so much more tighter, but he doesn't fight a long style of fighting. And so Darius was able to touch him from the distance but he leaves himself out of position. I think Fahey was trying to counter off that, but he wasn't able to get it. He wasn't able to land a lot of clean, hard shots throughout the whole fight to win the rounds. I had a 29-28. Yeah, you got to love what both of them did on the ground when they were on their
2: back, and the leg entwinement that they were utilizing, bringing the leg over and, you know, taking control of their opponent's leg so their opponent is going, I can't be offensive here. I'm in the top position but I'm not in a position to be offensive and throw strikes because if I do, I'm going to get caught and having to actually back their way out or force their way up to get away from what was occurring. Both of them did it, and it was really nice to see two guys, high-level grapplers that said, oh, I'm going to utilize this as my way of either getting on top or getting myself up. Just that whole leg entwinement that they were going through was beautifully done by both.
1: Yeah, there was a moment I can't remember what round it was in, where uh, Faheya actually could have sat up to the back, and Darius yep. instead of running away and pulling him up to his feet so he well, could jump onto his back, he drove back him. him. Yeah. he drove backwards into him, and then when he yeah, did, he spun. Fence. He spun backwards. Yep. So what he did was he got his momentum going backwards first, and then he spun instead of just trying to spin. And in and one took spot. all the
2: pressure off of it.
1: Yeah, it was very nice. I thought it was a great yeah. performance by Darius. It was.
2: It was really just and a good fight overall. They were that was a fast pace throughout. Yeah. they were
1: pushing. It was a good fight, so, very interesting. Yeah. Um, I gotta tip my hat, man, to the two veterans. I mean, I, I don't know if I want to call Michael that, Michael Johnson like an old old veteran, but I mean, he had a great performance tonight too. I know the cars didn't show it, but he landed some good hard shots.
2: Oh, it man. was
1: in his hands, and they kept talking about his hands being so fast. I'm like, Jesus, man, they're extremely fast. Um, he was the guy that I was supposed to fight, and then like f- ten days before, um. He pulled out and I ended up fighting Bobby Green. Yeah. So he was the guy I was supposed to fight after the Benson fight. Um, but he, yeah, he's fat. He's on, he's on a little bit of a loose streak. Josh Emmett, Stephen Ray, Tiago. Yeah. Is that Ma- um, a tough one? Yeah. he's that a tough one? Tough. I mean, he's 34 years old. You got to figure out if you want to keep doing it or not. I mean, four in a row, that's tough. It's hard.
2: Well, he it's he a confidence get... thing. Okay. But take a look. Do me a favor. Move that thing up a little bit for me, Dave, because you're, where Sorry. did you go? There you go. All right. So, you know, you take a look at the guys he's fought here. I'm just wondering. Daniil Beru. We're looking at Benil Darius down here. Nate Diaz. Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Habib Nurmagomedov. Justin Gaethje. I mean, that's a grouping that it was all of those fights yeah. were one after the other. Okay. Then you got Darren Elkins, Andre Feely, Artem Lobov. You know, and people say what they want about Artem. Artem is as tough a human being as there is. He is going to come straight at you and try to put hammers through your head. So, you know, you're in for a super hard fight. Then Josh Emmett, he's got big power. Which he
1: was winning that fight. There was what, a minute left? There was a minute left in that fight. He was winning the fight hands down. You know, he just got caught at the very end. He got hit hard with that overhand right. Happens, you know. So, I don't know. He's 19 and 17 now. You know,
2: almost a 500 fighter but man he's a whole lot better fighter than a guy that's with a 500
1: record yeah uh he's fun he's still fun to watch though i thought he, he had is. he's got the he's got the power and the speed to still knock people out i mean but he tends know. to burn out man you can see when a
2: guy's pushes him and is controlling the pace and making him work past where he's comfortable he tends to tail off at the middle of that second round it starts to you know just the you can see the shots are just not as crisp. Yeah, but it that, just doesn't doesn't flow as well. You but, tend,
1: we tend to see that though with people that are fast and explosive. Yeah, absolutely you know? fast twitch muscle fiber guys. Yep. Uh, we talked about Frankie and uh, Sandhagen, but then now the main event. But before we get no, to no, the main no, event, no, no, no,
2: let's talk. Oh. Let's talk about your boy because you know Manel Cape against oh. Pantoja. It was a good fight. It was Manel Cape lost that fight because if you don't throw, you can't win. God yeah. damn man, you got to throw, and I've I've watched. And they'll fight, you know, numerous times in Ryzen. You know, I was there when he fought in Ryzen. Watched him lose to Horiguchi. Uh, He's a tough dude, and he's athletic. He will take shots. He's fast. He's athletic. He just needs to throw. If he would have thrown more, he would have had a lot better chance of winning that fight. You know what
1: makes me mad? What's that? When guys don't throw and they dance. (laughs) Well,
2: he had some pretty footwork. That's it, he did, this, he did it, have
1: pretty footwork, but he always does. Yeah, we I don't know. It just it bug it bugs me. I guess I guess a little bit of that has to do with like we talked about what a couple weeks ago. Someone a fan question had asked about like you know what are some of my regrets or whatever it was. You know it was when I talk about the Eze Edwards fight. It's just that yeah. that cockiness or that confidence. It's one thing to have confidence, but it's another one to have cockiness in the cage. But the thing is, when you're losing the fight, yeah, like, he wasn't winning the he didn't win the first round because he didn't throw anything. You know, oh. and so if you don't throw, you can't win. Like movement, movement, and dancing is not going to win you the fight. And it's you know, so as the fight went on, and you could tell, especially in the third round, had he fought the whole fight that way, he like that, he would have won the he fight. Won. Yep. So it just it was one of those. It's one of those frustrating moments. As a coach, you got to be sitting on the side, going, pulling your fucking hair out, going, "What are you doing?" You know. Well, and- the,
2: the the big thing for him is he needs to go back watch the fight. And understand. uh, Now I see that I wasn't as busy as I thought I was. Because he, you know, in his head, he was thinking that he was busy, but he just wasn't that busy, and that's what cost him the fight.
1: I I was okay to let the first round go. It's his first time in the UFC. Like you know, it's like your first. It's this is a a big stage for you. I understand that. So let's go ahead and, you know, this is where you were. You know, a lot of fighters talk about how I want to get to the UFC, and now you're here. It's like okay. But I, understand, I gave him the first, I was like, okay, look, first round didn't go your way. You didn't throw, maybe the nerves, whatever. Second and third, in the third round, you finally got started getting hit a little bit back and you realized it wasn't going to hurt you. You could have just kept going. You had a great third round. But the second round, you, did. You, you have to win that round knowing you probably didn't win the first. You know, that, that's that. that's when we talk about fighter IQ. This is what I'm talking about. You know, you probably didn't win the first round because you didn't do anything. So the second and third, you've got to win. You've only got three rounds. You've got to win the second and third in your mind. Like that's one thing that I was always doing. I'm sure a lot of the other fighters do that. Okay. Look, the first round was sure. close. Okay. Second round. I've got to win this round. So at least I know I've got a chance to win. If Setting I win the, myself second, yeah, up to win the fight, to win the fight, you've got to be playing. That's that's fighter IQ. You've got to be playing that around in your head. So and if you think the round was close, you lost it. Yeah. Always. You always lost it. If you thought the round was close. Uh, Before we get to the main event, let's talk real quick. You guys, please hit the thumbs up and the likes button. There's also that little bell on the bottom right-hand corner. Ring the the bell. Hit that bell too as well, and that will share our stuff. Thumbs up on that process, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Also, go to mybookie.ag, and you guys have to deposit up to $100, and they will give you 50% of your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. So if you deposit $1,000, they'll give you another $500. So that will be fifteen hundred dollars, and it's perfect timing. If you use the promo code Wayne in, it's perfect time for tomorrow Super Bowl baby. My Chiefs are gonna smash the Bucks, and Tom Brady's gonna be packed sent packing home in his little suitcase. I cannot wait. And for all of the people that I went
2: and said, Frankie Edgar is a minus three ten. I'm going with the answer. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like I always tell you, Josh, don't bet with your heart, yeah, your head. But oh
1: well, no, my heart. I actually
2: actually thought I actually thought Frankie had a chance if he could get in tight and utilize some wrestling towards the end of the first round and through the second, third.
1: But yeah, I thought the fight would be a different fight had he got a takedown or two in the first round. If you got if he got a takedown or two in the first round, it would slow Sanhagen down a little bit, you know, and make things a little bit more predictable for Frankie to get on the legs. Yeah. Uh, but great job by uh, Corey Sandhagen. Um, what else is there to talk about? Give me a list. Here, here. comes
2: you know. Here comes the the next one because we talked about Frankie and should you know should he think about stopping? Well, I'm gonna go with another guy that I've I've enjoyed being in the ring with. He's a great guy, Alistair, It's about time to stop, man. Uh, it's just it's yeah. time to stop. You know, being being a human punching bag is is not the way to end your career and, you know, you've been a phenomenal fighter, a fantastic champion in, you know, things like K one strike force, uh, you've done it all. You know, you came out as Uberim and beat yeah. up on Brock, you know, he's had some fantastic moments and fights, but you know, if you're not beating a guy like Volkov, who's a good fighter, I'm not taking anything from Volkov. He's a tough dude, especially if you can keep the fight standing. He tends to win all the fights you know, that he, uh, can keep standing. It's when guys take him to the ground, he has a problem, but man, you know, watching, I thought Alistair had a pretty good game plan and what he was trying to do in the beginning. And, you know, the, the high guard that he uses and being, having his back in his cage, that's, a, that's just a new way of him trying to let someone kind of punch their way out a little bit and not accept a lot of damage since he doesn't have the greatest chin in the world. But, but you know, you look at what started in that second round josh it was all ugly there was nothing offensively even close to being a threat by alistair in that second round and that's when you're saying man it's just it's time to call it quits you've had a
1: phenomenal career you don't need to do this anymore man yeah he just look i thought the way for him to win this fight was to get a takedown or two he used to be yeah. so good on the ground his guillotine was nasty good oh yeah good guillotine, really good guillotine he just got away from it and and then tonight i saw him trying to shoot on the legs he looks so slow john and then i just and i'm like not taking anything away from his career his career has been fucking phenomenal incredible you know, everything i mean he's been everywhere he's fought everybody Yeah. just i think like i have to agree with you it's time like you, when you're just covering up, hoping that someone punches himself, I start thinking of Muhammad Ali.
2: Yeah, like
1: where, how his life ended, and how, like, throughout his towards the end of his career or his end of his life, he had to live. You know the way he had to live. I don't want that for any of anybody. No,
2: you never want to see anybody. And
1: so anymore. and so to see him like he, it seemed like he's just kind of like covering up, playing the ropey dope a little bit, and they're gonna try to take you down or try and clinch you, and it's not, it's not there anymore. Remember, like he was mean. With those knees. Oh, he used to be nasty mean with his knees. Yeah. He doesn't have that mean in him anymore. And so it's, I, it's time. He's just a different fighter. You know, yeah. there's just. I, when,
2: when he was, you know, the Strike Force champion, he fought Brett Rogers, and I watched him take Brett Rogers with one arm, fling him, and spin him across the cage and onto the ground. And I was like, humans are not supposed yeah. to be able to do that. So you know, he was just in a different league than everybody else and then you know it's it's age man yeah. father time you know uh, you can have all these great fights and everything he's done and and you know go, hey go to all the you know k-1s and the you know his his battles with butter hari you know oh yeah he had a couple fights with him you know had a win against him and you look and you go god damn you beat butter hari that's
1: incredible well even if you go back to his fight with uh, chuck liddell i mean he was oh, beating yeah. chuck and then Chuck yeah. hit him with that overhand right. Yeah. You know, I and mean, wobbling he, going back into the ropes. Yeah, he was beating Chuck though up until that moment. Yep. You know, so um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's time to time to call it quits. It's hard for me to give a good um a- analysis of how how this fight went because Volkov is is kind of in his prime right now. He's 32 years old. He's kind of like should be where he's at. Whereas, over yeah. him uh, is not over him, over him is not, you know. And so, I'm sorry, it's kind of just in that, like, okay, I was expecting to see maybe he'd pull it out, but I didn't, I honestly wasn't thinking he would win. Yeah. If he got a takedown, I could see him getting on top, doing some work, you know. Um, if he, he could have gotten a takedown, he would have had a chance. Yeah.
2: You know, it was real simple. If Volkoff was going to be able to keep this fight standing, Volkoff was going to win the fight. If, yeah. If Overeem was able to get him down and be on top, he had a good chance of winning. Yeah, just, you could see the the takedowns, uh, just wasn't there. Yeah. Sad. Huh. I hate seeing guys be in this position where they're they're close. You know, you know what I'm talking, Josh. It just it's oh, a couple of wins and people are gonna say, and then the losses start piling up, and just you look and you go, it's just not gonna happen yeah, yeah. So don't don't be somebody's punching bag
1: yeah yep yep i would agree it's not it's just not it's not worth it man like you got to think in uh, terms of look if if fighters are thinking at 38 39 40 years old i'm gonna do one more i'm gonna do one more Always. Y- what you got to do is you got to take a look at and read the articles of spencer fisher of uh there's other fighters that are out there right now so gary goodrich gary take a look goodrich. at all the fights gary
2: goodrich had you've
1: got to look and at those fights some of the wars now and you know
2: people don't realize you know gary gary goodrich went to the uh oh the abc which is the association of boxing commissions has an annual convention and there's a retired fighters uh, fund that gives out money to retired fighters that need help and they brought Gary in, and and they wanted him to talk. And I said, no, he can't talk, man. And uh, you, you're going to put him up there, and this is not a place for him to talk. And they they don't realize, even them who work with fighters, how bad you know it can get. And uh, you know, I, I can tell you that you know, my wife had to take care of Gary, had to make sure that you know, he knew exactly where he was, he needed to go, where his wallet was at, where his phone was at. When we gave him a check, you know, I'm putting it here so it's so when you go home, this is where it's going to be, you know. And it's a uh, it's it's a sad, sad thing to see, and it you know it doesn't need to happen.
1: Yeah. I'm Not
2: saying that you know you're not going to suffer some consequences from being in the fight game. You are, but when you have been knocked out or hurt as many times as someone like Gary Goodrich was or I'm being honest and, and I see no effects with Alistair. He's amazing to me. in the fact that I don't see those same effects on him because he's been knocked out a lot. Yeah. you know, And I always say, Oh, you, you get knocked out three times. You better start thinking about mm, looking towards a different career. And he's been knocked out a lot more than that. And he doesn't show those effects, but that's unusual. That's the outlier compared to the norm. And, you know, Gary's that guy. He started showing those effects and Gary was a wonderful human being, man. Still is great guy, but you know, this is a fight game is it's, it's not pretty in the end.
1: Yes. Yeah. See, I get more worried for the guys that have been known to just stand in front of people and take shots. I get more concerned about those people than I do the people that get knocked out and you're out and you wake up and then like, okay, you go through your concussions and you know, your concussion protocol. I get more worried about the ones that are able to continue to take more shots and I'm going to, I mean. I get I get extremely worried, especially after yeah. tonight with Frankie, because his three his two fights with Gray Maynard, three oh, fights with Gray. Maynard. Sorry, three fights with Gray. Yeah. But the, the two that stand out to oh, me yeah. the most, the two the championship yeah, champions ones, you know, his he got up kicked by Benson Henderson. You know, um, he was never really in any danger against BJ, but he's had some fucking knockdown dragouts where he was on the short end of the stick and then gutted through it and ended up coming up to win. It scares me. It really does. You know, and then tonight yeah. it just scares me because I care for the guy. And when I'm having these conversations, you guys have seen, like any of you guys have watched, we did the live show. when when I talked about the, or when I covered the Khabib fight on how you guys, I, this is how I am with the, when they're my friends. Like if you guys watch that clip, you realize that like I go hard for my, for my friends, you know? And so it gets, it scares me to think in terms of he had the two gray manor fights, the, the hard ones, you know, um, He's where he was hurt and both he was hurt. He got up kicked real bad, and I think it was the first round against Benson. Broke his nose. Got knocked
2: out bad by Brian Ortega. By Brian
1: Ortega. Like it just starts to in my mind. I start thinking like, dude, you got. He's got everything he needs, you know, and probably then some. You know, he lives in Jersey. He's from you know that area there, and it's in Tom's River, uh, right down the street from my mom actually. And um, <laughs> just I, I'm just I get I, I know I know he's got another one or two, maybe even three left in him. I just, I, I want people to understand that you may not feel it now, you know, but as soon as you're done, you may start feeling it. Like it, it could be, a, it could be something that you, your body's just gotten used to and you just start to make adjustments here and there. Like if you have something like early in your career, you hurt your elbow. Okay. Now I don't use that arm as much to swing to an arm bar. Or I don't use that arm as much. You know, I don't throw it overhand right anymore. Cause I'll give you an example. I broke my uh, ankle after I beat Gil. And, I had, and I'm having a plate put in. But if you guys watched the first fight with Gil, I tore him up with body kicks. After that, I couldn't throw body kicks anymore because the plate in my ankle wouldn't allow me to flex it that much. So every time I kicked the body, it fucking hurt me more than it hurt them. You know? And so you, I think... With the brain, it's I think fighters start to make, they start changing the way that they approach things. Oh, you
2: you Allister, have to make adjustments.
1: I think Alistair is doing that. He covers up all the time. Anytime he gets hit, he just covers up, covers up, tries to weather the storm. He doesn't want to take a clean shot. And we saw it tonight because he can't take a clean shot. No. you shouldn't be fighting anymore. You know, And so they make the adjustments in their game to prolong their career. But it doesn't mean that you're not, you already know. It's just a matter of them making the adjustment to say, hey, this is it. I'm done. It should he should be done. Him, I think him more so than Frankie. But Yeah, but he's also had a lot more fights than Frankie. Yeah, he has. Yeah. We're talking a guy yeah, what's he's 48 close, and 19 close to, or something like that. Okay. So 46 and 18 I think is his record. 47, 47 and, 19. and 19. Yeah. Okay, so close to jeez a lot of fights. Yeah. Close to That's 70 nuts. fights. That's nuts, man. So when you're nope. having these conversations, you know, like I I can I Frankie, though, has had some nasty fights where he gutted him out and still won. And I just get worried in long-term effects. Like, you know, Spencer Fisher talked about it. Some other guys that I know have talked about it who will remain lameless. But they've had, you know, after they left fighting, they're like, yeah, I'm done. I feel great. Everything's good. Two years down the line. Fuck, where's my keys? Fuck, where? And I know, like, that's a common thing. Like, where's my keys? Where do I put my shoes? But it's like, you leave your shoes in the same spot every day. Where are they? And now you don't know where they're at. It's like, Hey, where do I put my, my key or my phone, my phone, or my phone, my shoes, they're right there. They're always by the door, like little things like that. And so those are things that will eventually catch up to you. And that will get worse as you go on, as you get older, you know, after you're done fighting, you won't start and recognizing the,
2: it. The other thing to think about, you know, we're talking about over him here saying, Hey man, that's six, you know, 68, close to 70 professional fights. That's not including his kickboxing fights. Yeah. For the most
1: part that's true i didn't even think about that i thought it was yeah. no it's not he's
2: got a lot of those yeah
1: that's crazy man
2: guy's got a lot of wear and tear man he's been through a lot
1: Ugh.
0: um speaking of hanging up um this month is four years since you fought patrickia don't you think that's kind of crazy
1: yeah i can't believe it flew by four so fast. years i've been having so much fucking fun with you two <laughs> this is why uh, this is like my son that's supplement. what we're here for Mm-hmm. yeah i'm so glad i'm done <laughs> i got a group i have a group text of a bunch of buddies and they're always texting me they're like hey hey so you know they they saw uh not Frankie, but they saw um clay fight tonight and they're like hey hey uh, clay's still fighting let's go josh get it back in there i'm like yeah absolutely not <laughs> absolutely uh, not do that no thank you
2: um let's uh, speaking let's, of hold on speaking of a guy who's given it up who uh took a lot of shots who was a guy that had a Big time chin. Yeah. Chris Lieben ends up winning bare knuckle boxing, wins his last fight by knockout. It was what, like a minute something into it? I
1: yeah. Think. But yep. uh
2: Chris still's got he's still got lead in his hands, man. He can still SWAT. And uh it was good to see him go out with that win. I love I love the fact he says if I had gloves on, I'd take them <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know what though? I'm glad. I'm glad that he uh yeah, he said, Hey, absolutely. this is my last fight. I'm done. He decided to hang it up and he's i like that like hey you know he was like win or lose i'm gonna do it anyways i'm i'm retired but obviously you want to go out on a win I, I thought it was a good performance as well now, obviously like the way he's always fought is that dirty grimy style fight so i think bare knuckle fighting is like perfect for him <laughs> like it was, no. a, it was a perfect situation for them to come up with this sport and that was like that's another thing i want to talk to you a little bit more about this bare knuckle fighting itself okay i feel like they really have something They do have something. I think they have something. I really do. I think not just for like the older retired fighters. I think you're gonna start seeing like I think you're gonna start seeing some 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 good boxers start making their way into this because the low level ones that don't fight on like the major pay-per-views, this is a good outlet for them to get work. I mean, maybe you potentially may break your hands, you know. Um, but I'm saying like, man, this is a good little they're fun, they're action-packed. They're two minute rounds, I believe. Yep. Two minute rounds, five rounds. Say I, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I think three would have been too much. I really do think three I, would have been too I much. I thought it was too. That's yeah. why I said two two minute rounds. Yeah, I could have I was, yeah, two is good, two and a half, two, two, but is perfect. But I think the, I love the clinching aspect of it all, the dirty grimy. Dirty. And when I start yep. thinking of gypsy fighting, I think of this. Like when this I think this is of, it. This exactly is exactly what it is. This is perfect. When I watch that movie Snatch, this is what it makes me think of. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if
2: you if if you know what a traveler is in England, or uh, even in Ireland, the travelers this is the way that they handle, you know, their disputes is they go out and they uh, clear out an area, and you will you will bare knuckle box. That's great, and it's you know, it's a, there is a a tradition behind this. Now, what's happened with David Feldman being the promoter of bare knuckle boxing, I can tell you that I you know I. I met David. He's, uh, you know, good guy. He believes in this. He was with, uh, Bobby Gunn for a long time, uh, doing fights in, you know, garages and things like that. Like we did in MMA in the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, he came to me and said, Hey man, I, I want to make this a real sport. He goes, I believe in it. And I said, well, that's great. That you believe in it. You've got to, you got to get regulation. It's the only way it'll work. And so he goes, but, but how do I do that? I said come up with a true rule set that you can hand over to a commission that is willing to look at it and they can see that what you're doing is serious. It has all the regulation that they would want. They don't have to come up and, and make something uh, about something they have no idea about. I go, that's, you know, that's my suggestion. So that's what he did. And he's done a great job. He's done a great job promoting it. You know, I, you know, I know a lot of people were you know, not big with Paige Van Zandt, you know, going into it and stuff like that. Hey, if, you know, he's going to pay her, I don't blame her for going in and fighting.
1: Not at all. Why not? Yeah, I think with Paige, right? With her, we're watching some of the clips right now from the fight. I think for her, she it took her a little bit to get warmed up in the first round. She just wasn't used to the clinching. She thought she was going to have the advantage in the clinch. This ain't yeah. jiu-jitsu. This ain't wrestling. This no, is not MMA. Exactly. And you can't throw any other tool besides the one that you've now put around Her neck.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's completely
1: different. The other thing, as well, is we, like, you could tell that she has an MMA style of boxing is that throw one, maybe throw two, and then be done. Whereas her opponent, what's her opponent's name, Hart, she was throwing threes and fours, and the threes and fours were landing. And then she also heart also stayed long with a lot of her combinations and kept Paige on the outside. Paige had some good moments. Had she fought the fifth round like she fought the rest of the fight, she had she fought had the rest she of the fought fight. The rest
2: of the round's like the fifth round. Yeah, I think she, I think she would have had
1: a great chance. But also, it's her first fight. It's getting comfortable yeah. in there. It's getting the feel of it. She says she's in it. I thought she had some good stuff. I was more impressed with her performance than I thought I would be, to be honest. Um, she was never known to be like a great stand up person. You know, there was a couple, there was one moment in there where she tried to throw a knee. <laughs> Gosh, close. Yep. i think she was trying to break the grip it looked like from the angle i couldn't tell but it looked like she threw the knee or she was trying to break the grip or something but it was i'm i'm, I'm intrigued i'm intrigued by watching this um it has its place it does like everything it does you know, it's
2: it's not for everyone but it is the sport it has a style if you think you're just going to go from boxing and do well at it you're not you know, look—they've had high-level boxers in this. They've, yeah. you know, Polly Malinaji was a good boxer. Good he wasn't—he he wasn't, you know, the best boxer there ever was. He's a good boxer, and he was a world champion. And he went in there against Artem Lovov, and he fought it like a boxer. And I will tell you, one of the one of the things that I've had the the biggest problem with is the officials when it comes to bare knuckle boxing, because you are allowed to clinch and hold in bare knuckle boxing, as long as you are throwing you're throwing. you you know, you got to get a single collar tie and you want to throw it that right hand. The referee is supposed to let you go. Unless the action stops, action stops. He separates you, but if you go back and you watch Artem off against Paula, Mal- Polly it was a boxing official that was doing, it, and he did it like it was boxing. You can't do that. You know, you're changing the sport. There are rules. It is set up a certain way. It is not. Boxing, like with gloves that we have, yeah. you know, you want to go watch on ESPN. It's a different form
1: and it's different for a reason. So, I, I like I said, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the sport. I, I want to know how far this thing can really go. I can the, get you a fight in it if you want. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to either. <laughs> the, um, what, what intrigues me though about it is like, is how, they're paying a lot of money. So how are they going to be able to keep this thing going with the amount of money they're paying? That's the scary part. Like I feel like sports right now, they're having these type of sports, the new pop up sports. They're having to compete with the UFC and with Bellator and with you know boxing and also boxing. This sport has to compete with all of those other companies, so they have to pay more to compete with those other companies. And in doing that, I mean that could potentially make you go broke, you know, because there's a company over in Singapore right now who's going broke. You know, I mean, lower so at least on paper it looks like they're going on broke.
2: paper, but they're not going.
1: To. They're not going broke. But I mean, not, you know, not until not until the uh, the
2: head of an organization says, "All right, we're done with that one."
1: So when you're having these conversations, like these these promotions have to pay a lot, yeah. and that's a that's a hard sell for to stay in business i mean if you take a business plan i say yeah we're gonna pay you 100 grand you 100 grand you 100 grand you and all of a sudden you're at over a million dollars and guess what our budget is six you <laughs> you're like yeah how well, are you gonna stay in business very much longer but the the, the one thing that you know you got
2: to give it to the you know the bare knuckle boxing is they've done better numbers than than people ever expected them to because there are people out there that are intrigued by it i'm know? one of them and and they've tried to actually bring in names that would help in bringing some of the hardcores from the other sports into watch, you know, their event, they've actually done better in their pay-per-views than, than even they thought they were at the beginning. So that's helped them. I look at, you know, when, I, when, uh, Paige kind of gave a glimpse, cause I had no idea how much they were paying her, but if what she said is even close to being accurate, That's where I look and I go, wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I hope I hope you get out of her what you're looking for because what I'm looking at with you know Paige or any smaller female fighter is you're not going to see a lot of knockouts. No. You know, they just don't carry enough, you know, torque to get that one punch knockout. It's possible, but you know, in MMA, you're seeing women get knockouts with kicks and knees and elbows and there's a lot of ways to get the finish in that fight well in bkb you've got those two tools left hand and a right hand and you got to figure that if they get knocked down they get a little bit of a break by you know that you know eight count if they're not counted out so it's not easy to get rid of a smaller female fighter for you know the the girl in there because you're usually going to go into the five rounds you know it's there's not that knockout you know like you see in mma that's that's kind of what happened with women's boxing too
1: yeah i mean but here's the thing i you'll probably see more knockouts or more stoppages because of cuts and stuff though in this than you will in women's boxing
2: yes you absolutely
1: so there that's once that's one positive out Mm -hmm. of it the other thing as well is that when you're watching this There's gonna be a lot more activity because you can clinch and throw. So like when you looked at Artem Lobov and what was his name, Jason Knight, when they fought, damn that was a good fight.
2: God, it was a good fight. They just killed each other.
1: You know what I mean? So you're hoping that something like that happens with these fighters that you're bringing in because you're allowed to clinch and throw with no takedowns. No, there's no repercussions if you like if you don't if you miss a shot other than you get hit. like you're not getting taken down. You know, you're not you're not trying to throw kicks where they can catch your kicks. Those type of things are not going to happen. You can clinch the head and get dirty and nasty in there. Yep. And so I think this like I said, I think they got something. I'm actually really surprised. I, I and I'll, I think I've always I've always loved the white ring with the white ropes. Just from the Pride days, it just it pops on screen. Eternal. They're not
2: ropes, I, they're
1: tubes. Whatever. Oh, in, in pride. In pride, yeah. They're no in, well in pride, they're cables. Yeah, they're like Cable. m- metal cables Cable. wrapped in rubber
2: wrapped in a garden hose yeah super <laughs> fucking hard yeah they do they they crank those things so tight they so don't move
1: tight so t- yeah. i thought i honestly thought i was gonna like spring off it like in the wwe oh uh, uh. no no absolutely <laughs> not um uh, but like whatever this is is it either you say there are tubes or there are cables that go around on yeah. this cage too or yeah, in mean this a, uh it's ring? a tube but i think it's a wonderful platform i like the square, it is because it's different yeah it's it's awesome it yep. makes them fight there's it's a circular ring um i do like ropes. to toe the line you know that was part of the whole thing is hey
2: you got to toe the line because that like comes that. from the old world of you know bare knuckle boxing so they use that but they they having the referees go you know knuckle up or
1: whatever you know, oh, bop, stupid bop. they're trying to do the whole like let's get yeah, it a little bit, little bit stupid a little bit. They're trying to jump on that. Let's get it on type thing. No. Didn't catch on, <laughs> <laughs> but no, as soon as I saw them step up and toe the line, like you were saying, I was thinking wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I was just thinking the wrestling. Thing. Yeah. But I th- I thought, I thought, I think the the promotion's good. The The viewing of it is good. The camera angles are good. The, um, like the way they have the crowd lit even though there's really no crowd the way it's all lit i think it's it's lit up no they had a crowd well i can't really see it's all blue yeah but they and, actually
2: had they had a big
1: crowd nice i mean i thought it was a good i watched cause I, they were in tampa florida i watched most of stuff with uh, most of stuff with no um sound so i don't hear the commentary <laughs> so so you were not impressed with the commentary oh you didn't hear it <laughs> no i did I, when i first turned it on was that uh chris Lytle?
2: Yeah, it hey, was Sean uh, Sean Wheelock and Chris Lytle.
1: I like I like Chris Lytle. Chris
2: Lytle's a good man.
1: Great guy. So man.
2: so is Sean Wheelock.
1: I don't think I've worked with Sean Wheelock.
2: Sean's a good person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you that know, you talk about a
2: guy that does all combat sports, MMA, bare knuckle boxing, boxing. He's kind of like the second Moro Ronaldo. Just uh, he put in the bare knuckle boxing, which is real, and Morrow put in the WWE stuff that he doesn't do anymore.
1: Uh, that is not quite so real, Dave. <laughs> Just wanted uh, to get I that in. Huh? Don't tell Dave <laughs> that. His feelings, his feelings will get hurt. He'll go home and tell his wife. You <laughs> said, said, it's not real. <laughs>
0: Stupid.
1: <laughs> oh man. Overall, Paige, uh, I, I was, I, I was more impressed with her performance than I thought I would. That girl, Heart, what's her name? Brittany. Brittany. Yeah. Brittany Hart. Jeez, man. She's a gamer, and I loved her little yeah. stint at the end when she said something about her feelings i thought yeah it was pretty good okay
2: all right i had people saying oh that's the greatest promo." i go see that's the difference i really didn't get it <laughs> it's like i'm not a i'm not a person well
1: i'm a feeling yeah uh, and i'm like
2: and, and you're, you're gonna, gonna get feel you're gonna get me or something. yeah you're gonna yeah. feel
1: me i was uh, yeah. i i think it was the i thought it was good which i knew where she was going with it um i'm a feeling or something like that and you're gonna feel me but i was thinking like you're gonna i was a year because she had yet used the f word i'm a f in our oh, so, yeah. yeah and but she should have said it at the end you're gonna feel me you know like they should have said it like that but she missed that part and so i think that kind of took away from it a little bit but i thought it it was had a had good a, little good little stint there at the end yeah i want to see what who's next for Paige though That'd be good. I Want to see who's yep. next for page? Um, what else we got there, Dave? Um, Nick,
0: Nick Diaz. Um, the, there's a picture are, poster. Are Nick you Diaz.
1: drinking a monster at what is it midnight there? Don't talk to me. You're not my wife. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh <No, laughs> man, are you gonna get some sleep tonight? Hell yeah. Oh jeez, uh, dude, I,
2: I could drink that and go in a second no
0: problem all right so uh, what were you saying this is uh nick nick diaz yeah and so they're just talking about his potential return and how he shredded it looks i'd rather look at the truck that's over on the right
2: that's (laughs) a lot better looking to me than nick and no offense nick but the
1: truck's really nice he's got some short shorts on baby dude I've,
2: i've worn those
1: jesus you yes, want a picture of me with those. i do and i'm gonna get that picture <laughs> one of these days i'm gonna get that picture one of these days and when oh, i, I do i'm gonna make a hundred shirts and sell them <laughs>
2: i want to see nick diaz in this shape fighting a loud mouth poodle ha- haired cut jake paul <laughs> that's the mma fighter he should be fighting
1: no i want to see him fight uh george masvidal Whore, Ooh, Nick? A whore, a whore, a whore. Yeah, I want to see Nick family? fight. It's I want to see Nick. George. I want to yeah. see him fight Masvidal That's the fight that I want to see. He's the guy that I want to see Masvidal fight. I don't want to see him fight a wrestler. I want to see him fight someone that will stand. Oh. That's the guy I want to see him fight. I can understand that. Not a Steven Thompson, not a Michael Chiesa, not a Tyra Woodley. I don't want to see any of those fights. I want to see Masvidal in that. Maybe, maybe Leon Edwards. Maybe. You know, th- those two fights. Is he going to fight at 70 or is he going to fight at 85? He fought at 85 against Anderson. Yes, he did. You know, so he's going to fight at 85. I mean, I-, I think the Masvidal fight makes a lot of sense. Realistically. Outside of that, I don't see anybody else. I mean, how crazy would it be if you saw Khabib come back for Nick? for Nick? <laughs> Khabib <laughs> and Nick at 170. Khabib going up
2: to 170? Yeah,
1: might as well. I mean, I would like to see him fight for the title. Once, Khabib,
2: Khabib is the last person that, that Nick wants to fight. For. Yeah. He hates that style. It's yeah. kind of like Quentin Rampage Jackson. Yeah, they're going to put in a wrestler against him. Well, that's a good idea. You're not going to hear him complain about this at all. Yeah. This is true. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Well, let's, uh, what else was there? Let, let's. Uh, the, one, the one thing I, I want to talk about this, Usman and Burns fight. Burns? Jesus. What a good fight. This is going to be a good fight. Stylistically, they match up to be perfect. It's well,
2: not only stylistically do they match up, they have trained together hundreds of
1: times,
2: hundreds upon hundreds. And, And so they know each other. They know where they did well against the other guy. They know where, oh, he presented me problems. They know what they think they can get away with. So it's just an interesting matchup, you know, all the way around burns has proven that you know he is way better at 170 than he ever was at 155 the cut was killing him he didn't have a good chin there he's got a great chin at 170 he's got power in his hands you know uh, just everything about the 170 works out for him even though that as i'm looking at what dave has now put up in front of me it says 155 pounds for Gilbert burns
0: what the (laughs) hell
1: is wrong with them yeah uh, ufc we, we we don't have much room to talk have you seen our website <laughs> no i don't want to talk <laughs> <laughs> we, we have but, to get rankings before we can talk shit <laughs> you
2: know if the, to me the real question is does camaro have enough confidence in his ground game to take burns down to get out of the stand up from him and do damage to him on the ground without being concerned uh that oh i cannot do that based upon he's got a good chance of submitting me.
1: yeah it's the real it's the real question in the fight josh that's the that's the thing i think in the first two rounds usman's gotta keep it on the feet until he gets a good sweat going on i definitely think until he gets a sweat yeah until he gets a good sweat going on he needs to keep it on the feet and i think for some reason usman's been extremely quiet this whole camp like you haven't talked like i haven't seen a whole lot of press about him he's been very silent on his social media burns the opposite nope nope which means (laughs) which kind of tells me that he feels super confident like he's going based off of what they used to do in training yeah i think that has a lot to do with it yeah i think he's got something in his mind his back pocket he thinks he can beat him i agree with you
2: I think you know deep down that's why he wanted to fight. The other thing that you know, and I always go off of the fact that Burns was—he was—he's uh, coaching jujitsu at Stanford MMA.
1: Stanford. Uh,
2: you, what, uh, you said I say Stanford? Stanford. Yeah, you did what uh, I do. Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you don't give up a a world champion. You don't tell a world champion, okay? You you, know,
1: you should go somewhere else. Basically. Does he come back though after this? After they fight, if he wins, does he come back? fuck no
2: would you come back
1: uh, i mean i don't know nope i mean you've got a lot of good guys at that gym yeah that you do
2: but yeah. you know there's other good guys all around and you can find them and train with them and what i always look at it's like i really enjoyed training with you but you know what you gave up on me Uh
1: yeah you went with that guy i don't know he's teaching there he is. He's, and he's so i understand why today. they you
2: know i don't know if that was the only reason but it's a legitimate reason yeah but maybe they know something you know they were at every one of those training sessions
1: yeah so. huh. um maybe that that's kind of what went through my mind is that generally you will see whoever the coach thinks is going to win that's the one that's going to stay oh yeah you saw it with uh, Rashad and John Jones. You saw it. Yep. Yeah, I've seen it at some other gyms as well. Whoever they think is going to win is the guy that's going to stay. <laughs> that's hey. It's like no, we're going to have the champ. We're going to have the champion no matter what. It's like I'm going to take him and tell Burns to go somewhere else. Ah oh, man, it's a tough fight. I, yeah. I I'm leaning. I was I was from the beginning. I was leaning towards Burns only because it falls right into what Usman does is get takedowns. And I feel like he just leaps and bounds above in the submission game. And I think he has in his mind how he knows how to submit him over and over and over again so easily, probably. And how much has he been able to fix that?
2: You know, oh, what? Yeah, he, there, is, you just said the whole key. I was going to say, well, there's the whole thing. Usman knows just as much as Burns, as yeah. far as if he had a weakness and Burns was able to take advantage of it. So when you go somewhere, what are you going to do? You're going to, I'm going to make that. A strength i cannot allow that guy to beat me there i want him to think that he can and now
1: i can stop it but why go to a striker camp is it because he used to beat you at striking no i mean he went to elevation like uh, i would have thought yeah, ele- yeah.
2: elevation has got some great grapplers yeah you know the coaching el- you know elliot marshall is an outstanding coach in the grappling world. he is he is a good coach and you know he's he was good himself and as a coach He's really good. He sees things. He's able to break things down for guys. So there, there's a lot of people there that he could get
1: good information from. Yeah, but at the level of Gilbert Burns, that's well, the difference. No, you know. John, I, I got to disagree with you. Elliot Marshall was a good grappler. Or, uh, he was a good grappler. Good. Yeah. But there's a different level. There's Like you, we talk about, there's levels to this game. That Gilbert Burns level is like, it's rare. It's like Leo Vieira level. It's like you're, <laughs> you're talking, you know. You're, I agree. It's Damian Maya it's, level. It's, it's, yeah. yeah it's kind of even, it's, I think it's somewhat even past the Damian Maya level. Like he's up there. Gilbert Burns is up there. I mean, he is, he's up there everywhere. But I'm saying his jujitsu is just at a different level. I'm so glad I didn't have to fight him. <laughs> I was supposed to fight him and then I got hurt in training. And uh, yeah, but he's, he's good. His grappling is like, so when I started training, like I trained with Dave Camarillo, got my black belt from him. Yep. So then Dave left and went to, you know, open up his own gyms and did his own school and stuff like that and left AK. Then I started training with Leo Vieira, Lucas Leitch, Marcus Buchecha, you know, there's a uh, Gabriel Rolo. They call him Polito, he's a big stick.
2: Marcus uh, Buchecha, you know who he's fighting coming up?
1: Uh, oh, 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 Big, uh, like a uh, Nigerian guy? a monster sumo right like he, does, he does the no singali wrestling Sengali, that's here you go yeah oh, oh that's gonna
2: be interesting i say buchet is gonna kill him yeah i mean it depends if down. Buchecha
1: wants to get hit or not like well i don't know about getting yeah. hit that's the difference yeah he's been training down there at ruka with uh cold and perillo and those guys so but i mean he's just his to go back to burns burns is his striking's gotten a lot better he mixes it up really well He's gonna have to get in on the inside. He's gonna have to be use his speed uh against uh Usman. But he's gotta get in on the inside. And he's not gonna take him down. He's not gonna be able to take him down, I don't think. You I mean, don't think Usman's gonna be able to take down? No, Burns I don't think him. Burns gonna be able to take him down. Oh yeah. No, Usman no. can take him down at will, I think, if he wants yes, to. Because you. I don't okay. think I don't think Burns gonna even try to defend it. He's gonna say uh, he'll defend a little bit to try to fall to a better position. He'll try
2: to get to a top position.
1: Well, not yeah, yeah. He'll try to get to a top position, but I think when he falls, he'll he'll concede the takedown to fall into a better position in terms of like, okay, I want to fall into half guard versus trying to fight the takedown so much where you fall into full guard or you fall into side control, or where he lets uh, Usman take him down into side control or you know, or mount or any of those positions. He won't fight the submission the takedown that much. He'll he'll fight it enough to make sure that he gets put into like a omoplata position or rolling into an R bar or rolling into a triangle or rolling into half guard. He will go to a position where he feels like he can control that position. That's that I don't think he's gonna fight those takedowns as much as people think he's gonna. He does, I don't think he gives a shit. I think he knows how damn good he is on the ground. You know, and <laughs> it's just true. Like that's the other thing when you when you know you're that good on the ground. He's like, meh. Go ahead. You take me down. I'm gonna to fall to a good position where I know I can get up from you. He's like, and when I do, you know, I'm gonna end up on your back. Or I'm gonna end up inside control. I'm gonna end up in the mount. And he's like, I'm just gonna tee off on you on the feet. he's just got to use his speed. I think he's faster than Usman, but he's got to get in. That's the thing. You know, he's just got to get in. I think if Usman fights him the same way, a little bit how he fought Colby Covington with that long push kick and the you know and uh, the long jab, he may. I think he's got a good chance. He's got to keep his chin tucked though. But I, I'm I'm exci- this is realistically, it's a style matchup for me. One guy likes to wrestle and get the takedowns, but he probably won't want to do it while he's still dry. And he's gonna stay keep it on the feet, knowing that the other guy's probably got a little bit, he's obviously a better striker than uh Usman. I think Burns is, but he's not as long. I don't know if he's got as much power as, as uh Usman either. Usman's got some power. That reach yeah, and that does. range, he's got power. But so does Burns. Yeah, I think Burns's Burns got power, especially in his right hand. He does. But I don't think I don't think he's going to have the same amount of power trying to lunge in to get it there.
0: Yeah.
2: I you know I, I look at uh, Usman and Woodley are very similar in build and uh, just the way that they're put together. Yeah, they're pretty good against though. Woodley. Yeah, Usman's yeah, more a little though. bit, little bit longer reach, and taller, not much and taller. Dave, show show me uh, Woodley's uh, reach and then show me Usman. Come on. So Usman has got a 76-inch reach, which is
0: freaking long. For a welterweight, that's long. So Tyron Woodley's is what? That's the one thing Shadow doesn't have, so I'm going to have to find them on UFC's website. Sorry. Okay. I'm getting it right now. He can see what you're doing. I don't know. I'm just letting him know why I'm not doing it. Now I can. Sherlock. Awesome. I'm so excited that I get to
2: play <laughs> along now. Yeah. Never got to play along. Do we see? Oh, this is strikes? No. Are showing me crap. Jeez,
1: man. <laughs> what are we doing with you? That's it's amateur hour around here 74. Oh, yeah. 74. So he's got a two inch reach advantage. Yeah, what about, not what much. About, what about the height? So Woodley's five nine How tall is Usman? I think he's six, six, six foot. Yeah, you know, that's height that's, is
2: not the problem. Reach is the problem.
1: Well, I think the height will be
2: 74, 76, close oh, to the same.
1: but mixed in with the height. He's got to get up to that high. He's got to he's got to jump and swing up just to hit him in the chin. <laughs> I used to say that to like small kids that would pick on me in jiu Like, hey, you got to even jump to swing up to hit me in my shins. <laughs> uh, I
0: was a mean jujitsu coach. Oh, man. Just, just jiu-jitsu coach? Are you no, sure? Just a jiu-jitsu coach. All right,
2: so I've, I got a question for you then. You, you look at Burns' jiu-jitsu as just unbelievable. You put it in the same... Category as Chrome?
1: Yes. Yes. You put in
2: the same category as
1: Lovato Jr. Yep. Then scary. Yeah. No, I put him right I put him right scary there with good. those guys. If well, not then if that's... I, I can't say I, I would say if not better. No. If not better. No. Yes. The reason why the reason no the reason the reason why I say if not better is that his jujitsu the in, in his weight class, it's one of the most stacked weight classes. And we're, this is where we get back into the 55 versus 85. Like, do I think Lovato Jr. is absolutely fucking phenomenal? Sure. But the guys that compete in jiu-jitsu at that at that size, they're not as good as the guys that compete in jiu-jitsu as Gilbert Burns' size and Crohn's size. Those guys are just animals. And not not taking anything away from, from Lovato Jr. I, I, she's fucking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But I just, I look at it stylistically. I think his scrambles, his movement, the way he finishes, he has different ways to finish arm bars, not just the standard of what you saw tonight from Molly McCann, right? She had the arm bar fully locked in, but she didn't know how to make the adjustments. Gilbert's going to throw one leg over the head, one leg over the body. Then he's also going to transition. If the guy starts to get out, he's going to throw one leg, take the leg off the head, cross it over and all, throw the leg all, back all over. Three,
2: all three of them are going to do that.
1: You know what all I mean? Yeah, all three yeah. of them are. But I'm saying, yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm saying that there's so many more transitions to the speed of it all is going to happen a lot faster from Burns and Crone versus Lovato Jr. Okay, but I do. I'm not. I'm not trying to. No, no, you're, no. I'm splitting hairs. You're you're, you're, exactly. you're splitting hairs. You really yes. are. Yeah, so. You're talking about a nats ass difference if there is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to say, Lovato Jr. has probably got the best MMA jiu-jitsu. Well, and that—that's the real question—is yeah, the
2: the freedom that he possessed, based upon how good his jujitsu was and how scary he was on the ground, opened up his striking. And this is where, when we're talking about Usman and Burns, this is where Usman may know. And you know, if we were just in a sparring session, I was fine, but if it was, we were. Doing full mma and we were going to the ground i couldn't do the same things based upon he was able to put me in positions that i didn't want to be in and so i had to be more careful which took away some of my tools and actually
1: enhanced
2: burns's tools so you know we're gonna find out that's the best part yeah i just want
1: yeah i want to know if Usman wants to keep this standing how does burns try to get him down because i think on the feet, that think, we may potentially just, see. I don't think he can. Well, I mean, the only outs- way he can is to hurt him. Yeah, you have to hurt him, or he have to hurt do him some in stand sort up, of you can get him down. Some sort of like Imanari roll or something where he kind of jumps to like a, a half guard kind of yeah. pull down situation. I, that's all I can think of. But the size of Usman is big, and Burns is big. He's a big guy. Nah, People are like, oh no, he's not that big. Oh, bullshit! Are you
2: kidding? When he was at Bellator, he looked like he was two twenty. Jesus, he's
1: enormous. I'm like, he looked like a just a yeah. Dump. He he's was gotten, just solid. He's got no neck. Just <laughs> no neck. It goes like, it he goes ears to shoulders. It's just yeah. ears to shoulders. Yeah. yeah. His, um, trap, his this, trap starts somewhere around his bicep. This is that fight that I'm so excited for, though. For some reason, it just stylistically, the fact that they, they've they trained together from before, there's no bad blood. The two of them still like each other. They've been very complimentary to each other during interviews. Just then one's very positive. Like, one's you very. You just want to uh, win. Yeah, I just want to. I, 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 that's why I think maybe Usman might go back is that they haven't really talked shit. They're very, very respectful. There's, didn't seem like they had left with any animosity. I agree with you. I probably wouldn't go back, you know, Um, but I could see him going back knowing that there's all the talent they have there to help themselves make themselves better. But what do you do then again when you, when you, if you guys got to potentially fight again? Because if you look at the yeah. bracket, if you look at the actual uh, rankings, Usman can beat all those guys. you know i mean he hasn't uh he can beat if he can beat golby he hasn't beat he's beat leon though as well it's a while back yeah and then um you know beating masvidal if he beats
2: you know uh, he could thompson's kryptonite is going to be a guy that can put him on his butt
1: yeah Uh, kiesa is not going to
2: out wrestle him
1: no, but Kiesa has some good submissions, good jiu-jitsu.
2: Yeah, he does. That, and if He's not out wrestling, if, and that's where he lives off of. If
1: Burns, if Burns is able to submit Usman, I could see them giving Kiesa to um, Usman next. Really? After yeah. a couple of wins in a row? The, the only reason why I say that is because that'll drop him below probably Colby. Maybe they'll keep him at one. They might keep him at one because he's already beat Colby. Uh, but it depends on what happens with uh, Chimeyev. And Edwards, and then Leon, and yeah, it's just I feel like I feel like they may do something with Kiesa. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of Kiesa on the mic. There's been a Kiesa's doing pretty well in terms of you know he just beat Neil Magny. A lot of people didn't want to fight Neil. Yeah. So you know, and it seems like Kiesa's willing to just say, hey, you know what, I'll fight all you guys. And I think you know they're looking for that. They're those are kind of guys they're looking for. And so I could see them, you know, especially if he if Burns submits him, they'll say, well, Kiesa's pretty good on the ground. Let's see if we can get this fight again, you know, and and go from there. So, I don't see him unless he fights Chimaev or Leon Edwards. If Chimaev wins, I can see them giving him Chimaev because you got to get the you got to keep the rise going. And who else to fight than the former champion? I can see that as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else we got? What else we got there, buddy?
0: Yeah, not not a whole lot of other news. Yeah, I went through this earlier. There's, uh, there's really not a whole lot else going on.
1: I wanted to, um, Spinks. He just died. Michael Spinks. Leon. Leon Sphinx. Mike. that's I say Michael? Leon Sphinx, He just died. Oh, man. Sixty-seven, right? Sixty-seven or sixty-eight? Yep. Sixty-seven. 67. Leon Sphinx. after a five-year battle with cancer. Yep. Rest in peace, Leon. I am sad when he when
2: when he fought muhammad ali and he had like eight fights and uh just uh yeah he went out there and he i can't think of there was two cut men in the very first ufc um leon taps was one and sam was the other and i can't think of his last name but he was the manager the trainer of leon Mm. just a great great man and so uh leon was always Leon came to fights all the time. Very nice person.
1: Sad day for boxing. Sad day for everyone. Best wishes to him and his family. Um, Olympic champion, man. Yes. A winner. Uh, what else? What else you got, buddy?
0: Let's see if uh, anything came out of the presser. Just Corey uh, Sanhagen sending a warning shot to
1: Aljamain. Yeah, he did that in the in the ring, though, too, or in the post interview. Oh, I felt like there was something else. I'm sure, he would like to get that one back. Who? Oh, actually, let's see. Who? Who's the co-main event for this weekend's card?
0: damn it, Josh Thompson!
1: what well, <laughs> uh, Making you work. I, Look yeah. at this. Huh? Oh, Blades and my boy, Blades and your, your man, my boy, Hell the Hello. beast. Oh, man. The beast. Oh, it's not. There's a couple of good ones. Oh, there's some good ones. That was his own card. Macy
2: Macy Barber and uh, Alexa Grasso is the co. All
1: right. I can get behind that fight. That's a good fight. That should be a fun fight. Jimmy Rivera. Pedro Munoz and Jimmy is going to be a good fight. I think the loser of that fights Frankie. Well, never mind. Pedro's already. No. If Jimmy loses, he fights Frankie. Because we talked about it earlier. Isn't that two Jersey boys? Gasolim fighting uh, Heinich. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah, yeah? You gotta give me more than that, buddy.
2: I personally think that Kelvin should eat him up. I Ian's yeah. a tough guy, yeah, but he's not gonna out wrestle no. Kelvin, which he normally does with a lot of his guys. He kind of bullies his guys around, and I always look at Kelvin Gasolim as my version of an MMA Roberto Duran. That's true. I just like him. I like yeah. I like the way he fights. He's had some bad fights at times, and you look and you go, "What happened?" Yeah. But he's had some remarkable fights, and he's fun to watch when he's when he is into it and wanting to fight. He's a handful for anybody. Yeah,
1: that's the whole main card right there.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, then you have the Jim Miller and Bobby Green. They're main eventing the prelims.
2: Yeah, that's gonna Ooh. be a bad night for Jim Miller. Let's see. Bobby Green's too fast. He's good, man. Bobby just got too I, fast. I want to see
1: Bobby with a little bit more output. Yeah. That's it. I he, agree he had a little you. bit more I output. Yeah. If he had a little bit more output, man, he's dangerous. But he doesn't yeah. he, he moves around a lot. He walks you down. He's gotta have a little bit more output.
2: And he's, he's standing with his hands down in front of him, yeah. just checking jive a little bit, but not throwing. It's like Bobby, throw. Yeah. But yeah. Bobby's fast. Jim is not. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be a, a tough fight for uh jim miller to win he's gonna have to get if he gets on top of bobby he's got a
1: chance this is true all right well hey what else do we have there nothing else dave dave is all tapped out hey why don't we do why don't we do a fan uh, like a couple of fan questions do you have any from the other night
0: uh i can i can go ahead and pull them let's if do you, it. if you take it, yeah but, but you gotta keep it. You gotta keep the ball rolling for a minute. I always come keep on ball improvise, rolling. Josh. Yeah, keep keep talking ball rolling.
2: about keeping the ball rolling. These that is marbles, marbles in this do. head,
1: this—that's all these. This Josh
0: doesn't have many balls. We
2: in are like house. a rolling stone going downhill.
1: We Nobody. gather no moss. Nobody really likes Dave. Duh, Podcast Dave. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Instead, what? instead of
2: going to the fans' questions, here okay. I'm. I'm gonna do one. You know what? I cannot answer this on Twitter. So I'm going to answer it on our podcast because I don't feel like trying to type this out. Someone asked me a question, and I'm going to go with, hey, this is the perfect time, if I can find this sucker, then I'm going to answer it because it was not a bad question. Yes. It was, at the end of a fight, if they are tagged badly or go out on a choke right when the bell rings, is there any rule like the end of a round where the fighter has to walk his own... Well, walk on his own is what he's meaning back to his corner. Is there anything like that at the end of a fight? Well, first off, if you're choked out and the bell rings, you lose. So I don't give a shit if you walk back or not. Okay. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to wake you up and eventually you'll walk back to something yeah. and it's going to be your locker room, but you lost the fight. If you get tagged and you are hurt at the end of a round, but the referee hasn't stopped it and you, are still either in a standing position or able to move your body to get yourself back up, yeah, they're gonna look to see if you are gonna be able to get yourself either up into your corner or in a way, or they can take and wave and wave the fight off and say you lost, even if the bell's rung. But no, they're not gonna do it most of the time. It's gonna end up going to a decision if that was the last round. So yes, if you're choked out, you lose the fight. If you get tagged at the end of the round, and it's the last round, the fight's over. They're going to go to a judge's decision. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Okay. But I, no, I, well, I don't know a lot of the rules, but I know that rule. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things is a lot of people look and you do not allow a corner person to come in. And it's happened. You go back to, um, you know, just recently, it was fight of the year. Ioana, uh fighting uh, Wei Li Zhang. Li Zhang's corner came in and helped her up and lifted her and walked her over to her corner. No, no, no. That is wrong. You do not allow that to happen. The corner does not touch that fighter. That fighter will walk themselves over to their corner because that's part of our process in evaluating the fighter. And I'm not going to allow any corner person to touch that fighter. That fighter must get themselves back to that corner. So... That was done. You know, it happens at times, but it's not supposed to. If you have a fighter that is hurt, there you're going to watch them get up. No one's going to touch them.
1: I have a little wrench I'm going to throw out there for us. I want to start doing a little series. Not a series. I just want to do it like maybe we do it once a month. Who is the most underrated fighter right now that you know? Underrated right now, fighting. Who's the most underrated fighter in you, any way you can class? think of anyway class any I don't have one in mind. So I'm actually like going to probably try to pick off yours. <laughs> 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 I mean, like it obviously not, it doesn't have to be a big name. I'm just thinking in terms of underrated fighter. Who's who is in any organization? Not even just the UFC. Any organization who is the most underrated fighter? Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of. Um. Pull up the the brackets if you can.
0: The rankings?
1: The rankings, yeah.
0: Oh. The
1: rankings. The rankings.
0: Wouldn't really be ranked if they were underrated.
1: No, they would still be ranked. They just don't get the respect they deserve. I would say like a Neil Magny, a Steven Thompson. Like sure they've been there, they've done that, that kind of thing, but they're still under very underrated. Like, cause I would I would like to do a segment too. It's underrated, overrated, but then I also don't want I don't want to like slap fighters in the face. Like, <laughs> hey, you're overrated. But the underrated uh portion of it all. I'm trying to think.
2: Um, okay, I got it. I know who I'm thinking of. Give me what you got. As far as
1: underrated, yes. No, we're Yousef not doing. R- over, R- we're not doing
2: overrated. <laughs> Yousef you, Yousef Riza. Oh yeah, he's good. He's phenomenal, and not one person. Well, I can't say that, but most people, even listening to this podcast, know who the fuck he is. Yeah. And no one that's a UFC fucking Klingon has any fucking clue who he is. Yeah. And he will wipe out just about their entire. I don't know if he can make featherweight anymore, but he would fit right into the lightweights and do well. Yeah. With the upper people. He's that good.
1: I'm going to say Yaroslav Amoslav. (laughs) That's a good one. He's the most underrated fighter that I think is 27 and 0. Man, you, we're, we're picking eastern europeans a lot. yeah well i i would go with somebody else um the guy who just fought yaroslav amazov in logan sorley he's extremely underrated as well <clears> he had a great fight he's got to work a little bit more on his stand up get get the get more comfortable there in that position but i think he's got a bright future ahead of him but mr 27 or sorry 25 and oh yaroslav amazov that's why i say 27 he's 25 and oh he just beat Logan Storley, Leminger, Ed Ruth, Rickles, Silva, Eric Silva, Gerald Harris. Just keep going. Yeah, just keep going, man. Diego Cavalcante, I mean, there's a, a whole row of them. 25-0, um, he's got the best record in all of MMA, if Khabib is truly retired. He's got the best record in all of MMA. Um, him and Lima, sh- I would imagine, should be next. Should be. For the title. Um, yep. Absolute phenomenal fight. Guy can wrestle. Guy's got I mean, he out wrestled Ed Ruth in several occasions during their fight. Um, the guy never wrestled. He just kind of jumped into the sport, became an MMA fighter, and wrestled and learned along the way. Absolutely phenomenal wrestler. Um, doesn't throw really hard, but it seems like he's got power in his hands. And he throws a little bit like it has like that Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz style of like boxing where he throws from all different angles, but doesn't throw hard until he hits you hard and then he throws yeah. hard. Yep, he just he, he's a volume guy until he sees you getting hurt. Yeah, and he opens up and then, yeah, he's he's good, man. He always comes in lean, ripped, in shape. He just fights at a pace that I don't know if he under he's almost like a little bit of that Michael Chandler. He doesn't know how to control himself. He fights and fights and fights and fights, yeah. you know, to the point of exhaustion, you know. Yep. And uh, his fight with Logan Story was absolutely phenomenal. The two of them going back and forth and scrambles and just the positioning, the hand fighting, the you know, I mean, he's doing the splits to defend a single leg. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, just phenomenal fighter. Definitely, I think he's drastically underrated. Um, yeah, th- that would be probably my pick for this this uh, this one time. I think if we do this, you know, every every couple of weeks, I think it'd be fun. Just kind of talk, bring light to some of the under guys that don't get any credit.
2: Next week we're do- Next week we're doing who's overrated? Oh God, you're <laughs> ruthless. Get in trouble,
1: Josh Thompson. Come Josh on,
2: Thompson. Just to get in trouble. No, they got to be fighting
1: now. Uh, <laughs> Podcast Dave and I are about to fight right now. You'll see if he's. Ooh, like, you know, I like it. Yeah. We'll see. He's we'll the see, be over- on list. we'll, we'll see, see what go. overrated can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll,
0: that'll be. No, actually, I was going to make a joke, but it's a bad joke. It's
1: a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> from Scotland. I probably wouldn't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Uh, what other? You got any uh, fan questions in there? do
0: you want to do like fun ones or do you want to do- if
2: big john was featured in a movie who would you choose to play your character my choice is steven seagal oh my god
1: oh geez
2: well let, let's see i have everyone telling me who's the people that you know um rob wriggle they say looks like Who's me. everyone says rob wriggle he's a comedian man he's funnier than hell.
0: oh <laughs> that's,
1: a good, that's a good one yeah yeah kind of does look like you yeah. So he has a beard Rob though Riggle. Not not when he doesn't have a beard He only looks like He oh, has there. a beard There you go The beard yeah, right, there, right
2: there, there Oh, good. Okay um, Who else did they say They say Adam Sandler Is another one Really so The shape of the head The shape of the head The shape of the fucking head Who the well, fuck, like fuck right you? Yeah. <laughs> right Look there. at that that, you are. that looks nothing like me exactly Just cause he doesn't have Doesn't have the gray hair Doesn't have the bad hair Look at he's got the fucking Josh Thompson Little
1: floof on top Doesn't have the gray hair Is that what
2: he Doesn't have the gray hair now
1: oh, uh, man.
2: here i'll give you my steven seagal story you want to here i'll give you it's story time all right here at weighing in we're going to have story time i'm going to give you a steven seagal one after you okay let's hear it uh you know i've known steven for a long time yeah he's kind of fat like me and he's got the same hair but i don't wear those <laughs> yellow glasses um so it's ufc 129 all right, that is in Toronto. It is 55,000 people, and I have the Aldo versus Mark Hominick. So I go to talk to Jose Aldo in the back, and when I go in the back where he's at, he uh, he's in the bathroom. So I'm sitting there, and Leota Machida is in the same dressing room, and we're kind of talking, and Steven Seagal is there. and He says, hey, John, how you doing? And He comes over, and he shakes my hand. Say, how you doing, Steven? Good to see you. And, uh, he gives me the, um, the whole thing about, he says, he says, did you, he says, how did you like what, uh, Anderson Silva did to, uh, Vitor Belfort? And I said, uh, and I, I didn't want to, you know, you know, build him up in any ways. And I, so I was trying to think of a smart one. I said, well, I think I enjoyed it more than uh, Vitor. <laughs> right. And he goes, he says, well, I'm telling you tonight, Lyoto San is going to do the same thing to Randy Couture. Right. And I go. I kind of doubt that it's, you know, not, not something you pull off that often. He goes, I'm telling you, he's going to do it, but okay, he's going to do it. Right. And so I go and talk to Aldo, get, leave, right. And, uh, go out. And it just so happens where they have a seat for the officials to sit. Here is Drake and Steven Seagal sitting right behind me. Right. And Yves Levine is the referee for the Randy Couture versus Leoto Machida fight, right? Sure enough, Leoto fucking kicks his teeth out <laughs> and knocks Randy out. And Seagal is grabbing me and he's, I told you, I told you, right? He's just shaking me. Right. And I'm like, Motherfucker, I for the rest of my life, I gotta go and tell people that Steven Segal called this. He called this fight. And it's the truth. And so I I go to I see Randy later on, right? And I said, dude. I fucking hate you. Right. And he goes, What? And I go, I fucking hate you. You made Steven Seagal a prophet. <laughs> right. And he goes, What the fuck are you talking about? Right. And he's, he just got new teeth. <laughs> and I go, he, I, I give him the whole thing. I said, He says, you know, the other son's going to do that to, you know, to Randy tonight. And I go, I don't think so. And sure enough, you made it fucking happen. <laughs> so well, that was my story for Steven Seagal. Uh. He predicted the leona machida knockout of randy couture and i have to admit he called it right horrible
1: john please don't oh, i know please don't tell those type of stories <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: it's the, truth. the
1: steven seagal story i have is a uh, surrounded around dc so oh i know this one oh this uh, he we go we're, there you go look at that picture baby it's horrible man <laughs> So I'm with, crazy fake hair I'm, with I'm with oh, DC I'm with, I'm with DC DC's like hey I have to go and see Sensei Seagal I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me He's like no man no come on Come with me come with me So it's me, him, and I can't remember who It was A third person we were with I'm like oh shit So we go, what's the name of the hotel it's The Mandarin Oriental or Oriental Mandarin Or whatever in Vegas yeah. yep. So he was staying there and um we were all gonna go to dinner afterwards so it was like a quick stop on the way to dinner so i'm like all right so i go with and he we get in the lobby and they're like yes and then someone comes down he's like yeah he's like yes uh sensei seagal um is looking for daniel cormier and he's like yes he's like he's like oh i'm daniel cormier sensei seagal will be with you in one second he needs a moment for for him to um finish his um meetings and he will come down and he or he will come down or have someone sent down to get you and he's like oh he's like And so DC is this WWF like nut. DC is just okay. You you know, okay. I'll be here waiting for Sensei Seagal. I'll be here. DC is the guy that plays into this shit. It's so great, but it's almost embarrassing to be his friend at that moment. Yes. Yes. Tell tell Sensei Seagal that I'll be down here waiting for him patiently. (laughs) It's just the greatest thing. Anyways, he goes up there and comes back down and DC's like, telling me about how he's telling him how to fight his next opponent you should do this and you should do that you know i think dc i think daniel i think if you're going to win this fight i think you need to make sure that you use wrestling do you know how you know how to wrestle right (laughs) nope i I think i need you to to show me he's telling him that he needs to use his wrestling if he wants to win and be successful and and this and that. And I was like, wow, well, man, you got some... He's like, this guy is telling me that I should wrestle. And I just started laughing. He's like, man, says He's like, oh, gave you the best advice ever. Oh, he's God. telling the story at dinner. He's telling the story to everybody. And they're just... Obviously, everyone's cracking up, like laughing. Yeah. But DC's playing it off like he's serious. But it was, it was fun. That's the one thing I think I, I got to say about Daniel, man. He's a great storyteller. But he tells it as if, like, he really, like... In, believes is, it, he believes it like he's serious yeah. about it <laughs> but it's great uh dude great i don't talk. know
2: i was thinking i was gonna stand up but after talking to sensei seagull that's yeah. it i'm gonna use that wrestling shit
1: <laughs> oh man i can't remember who he was fighting man for the life of me i think the fight was like in a couple of days maybe it was a couple of days i think he was fighting that weekend it was like a tuesday i think he was fighting that weekend he's telling him how he should fight the guy I'm like, oh my god, The game plan's done, dude. He's already fucked. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, um, that's my story. All right, Dave. Let's hear. Let's hear a question. Uh,
0: that was a question. Who's gonna play in the movie?
2: Oh my god, I picked that one. Um, yeah, I've never seen these. This is great.
0: Uh, the there was another one up here by John. What's his name? John Connolly. Do you think who how- would
2: win? No. Who, how about this one? Who would win between King Kong? and godzilla josh king kong fucking a man yeah. way faster yeah. he'd fucking toss that fucking they that haven't they fat, haven't blubbery lizard the the heat means nothing he's gonna choke the shit out of it. they have a new movie coming has
1: up. laser eyes on? they have a good they have a good uh they have i'm going I'm,
2: go- I'm going with the
1: original godzilla that was the one that kind of bounced <laughs> in the japanese movies the uh they have a movie coming out it's godzilla versus king kong or something like that yeah they have a new one coming wow. out brand new one yeah um go ahead you see you are about to say one uh john
0: Connolly asked do you think having a beard makes punches softer or cushion or something like that? he said
2: no that's the stupidest thing i, I don't know whoever came up with that but it's like that's the dumbest thing i've ever if I hit you in the head with a fucking bat, does your hair soften the blow?
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, here, I will give them, I will say, yes, it can. It depends until they made the rules and the regulation on how much Vaseline you could put in your beard. You can't put Vaseline. You can't put beard. Vaseline. But you remember when Roy Jones fought uh, yes. Ruiz? Remember how all that yeah. Vaseline he had in his face? Yeah. But it, just
2: That's so it glances off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, but
1: still. Doesn't soften
2: the beard. Doesn't soften the blow. You no. can put vaseline on your on your I'm just, jawline I'm too.
1: letting them know this. Okay, these are okay. these I'm are sorry. fans at home. They don't know these type of I things. This is us I giving apologize. them content, <laughs> letting them know. Like, hey, if you put enough vaseline on, I I used to. I mean, just to be real, I mean, I used to um put vaseline on my face for like two days before the fight. So I would vaseline oh, on my face, yeah, for two days before the fight, and then the day of, I would just lightly glaze it in the morning you know and then you know you guys would put vaseline on me in the back before i'd come out I mean, one of the things they, they
2: used to do uh all the time is they would take guys would take a hot bath real hot bath and just sit in it and then put baby oil yeah. all over them and then wipe it off you know, towel it all off and get it all off and then when they sweat man you're yeah. slippery you can feel it it's horrible
1: well like um i would wrestle with sean bunch and he would always put like Cocoa butter oil on himself like a lotion, <laughs> yeah. but you wouldn't know until you started trying. Tr- That's because he didn't want to get ashy. Man, yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> That's true. what he would say. Yeah. But it wouldn't. You wouldn't know until he broke a sweat.
2: Yeah, you know. So. Oh yeah, as soon as they break the sweat, man, it's like holy Christ! That's yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. All right, guys, well, we're going to leave you guys with that. It's been a great show, and uh, we want to go to prowrestlingtees. dot com slash in, and the promo code is. Plethora. Plethora.
2: Plethora. I love that.
1: So we had a fan that said he had to pay full price because he didn't know how to spell plethora. So (laughs) he commented in the comment section. He's like, I paid full price because I didn't know how to spell it. I started laughing. I was like. (laughs)
0: That's right here. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah, it's right there.
1: Use the promo code plethora. And you can choose from the plethora of shirts that we have uh, up there, which is amazing. So um, check them out. We have the home improvement one. We've got the Karate Kid one. We've got the um, Terminator one. We've got all of our original logo ones as well as the new logo that's up there in all different colors. These two so are the check it out
0: right now. Which one? These two right here. They're doing what? They're the most popular.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, especially the I knew the black and white one would be popular.
0: Oh, did you? That's why I told just you the to market put it up. little bit of a little
1: bit of a little bit of a little bit of What little John. John, what of a what color of a little bit of a Black. bit of a little bit a black one, and then occasionally yeah. you'll wear a occasionally you and a occasionally you a a and some every once in a while you're throwing in a black shirt, correct? No, I oh, just black. wear black. Oh, black. Just black, okay? Just black. Yeah, you're just, just black. Like purple and blue and stuff? So oh, oh,
0: yeah.
2: Oh, he he goes all Conor McGregor
1: on me. Nothing wrong with that, my friend. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. fancy. I, stay, well, I, I keep it simple. Well, brother, it's been a good show. We will see you guys in the midweek show. And I feel like John has got something to say.
2: I always have something to say. Josh. I'll see you.